This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tesla just announced a bunch of exciting things at their annual shareholder meeting. We're going to go through the top three things next on In-Depth. You know what? I just came up with two more. Now, this is normally where we would talk about a sponsor of this channel, but I want to take a moment to talk about a product that has not paid to be mentioned here. It's EVject. Did you know that when you plug in your Tesla to charge, you can't drive away unless you unplug it first? This can lead to some scary stuff where you could be stuck in an unpleasant situation where you're trapped in your car by someone or something which keeps you from safely unplugging. EVject came up with a solution to this problem. Their patented system allows you to drive away after you stop charging from your app or screen, turning what could be a scary situation into one where you can simply drive away and leave. They're currently accepting pre-orders and we've worked out a deal with them to get you 30% off. Use our link below to get 30% off now. And thank you to EVject for solving a problem that this community faces and giving peace of mind to EV drivers. All right, but let's get back to the shareholder meeting, which I can't believe I'm saying because I thought that a shareholder meeting is normally like, a boring and fiduciary. No. It's really exciting. Right off the bat, J.B. Strobel, one of Tesla's founders, was welcomed back to Tesla, this time as a board member. Remember, he left to go found Redwood Materials, which is a battery recycling company. You might be saying, okay, so now he's on the board. What does the board do for Tesla? Like, he's not going to be doing engineering if he's on the board. That's what an engineer does. I think what's so important here is that he works really well with Elon, and this gives him an excuse to be with Elon more often. So this is just like a play date for Elon and JB kind of thing? Uh, it's not a bad thing if it is, but no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that um, JB is the whole reason that Elon was drawn in to work at Tesla. Remember, Elon may have been a founder, but JB was actually one of the founders. And Elon has said many times now that he wishes that he had just founded Tesla with JB. And that's because JB knows everything there is to know about batteries and recycling them. And if you carry that another step forward, that means that he knows all about the supply chain for batteries. And if you carry that one step forward, batteries, let's admit it here, they are the key for everything that Tesla's doing. Energy storage, cars, and as we're going to see, something else. Um, and so the faster and cheaper you can make them, the faster you win. All right, our second thing here, an annual shareholder meeting is an opportunity for the shareholders in a company to propose decisions about how the company gets run. So votes are counted based on the number of shares instead of by individuals. And so let's just talk a little bit about how shareholder proposals work. So just because I you know, am a shareholder in a company, meaning that I own at least one share, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to get a proposal in front of the board. Yeah, it depends on the company's rules, but usually you have to have enough shareholder votes behind you to get something you know, nominated to talk about at the board meeting. And so this is a way for different voices to be heard at the shareholder meeting. Right. Now, the board of a company can also weigh in on shareholder proposals, um, and they can either express support or recommend voting against them. Um, and oftentimes this determines how a majority of shareholders vote. Yeah, in this shareholder meeting, one of the proposals was put forth by Courtney Wicks, the executive director of Investor Advocates for Social Justice, to do an independent report on Tesla's cobalt supply chain. Now, this relates to human rights abuses in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, basically, there's 
you know, cobalt mining. It's called artisanal uh, mines where, you know, there could be child labor. There could be even slave labor and lots of horrible human rights abuses. Um, obviously, Tesla doesn't want to be connected to that. And so it's one of the biggest arguments against EVs uh, is that, you know, oh, using cobalt, which is uses slave labor and kids labor. So it's awful. Right. Um, ignoring oil and all of their <laughs> right. coups and human whatever. Shove that all to the side. A lot of anti-climate activists push towards this stuff, but it is a legitimate concern, uh, cobalt and the Congo and uh, that kind of thing. Now, the proposal was not recommended by the board, uh, not a big surprise, and it was not accepted by the shareholder vote. But later on in the shareholder meeting, Elon said this. You know what? We, we will do a third party audit. So, in, in fact, we'll, we'll put a webcam on the mine. <laughs> And if, if anybody sees any children, please let us know. <laughs> so my question I love is, it, actually. I love the fact that he said, let's put a webcam on there. Just watch it. You tell me if something goes wrong. But um, my question is, can he do that? Because the shareholders just voted to not do that. I would say in most other companies, he'd be open to like a shareholder uh lawsuit because I you're think, right. I think he's still open to that. But I think this shows you the uniqueness of Tesla. I think everyone's going to back what Elon just said. And I think it's really smart because, um, yeah, it's going to cost them some money. But this way, it's going to just prove once and for all that their supply chain is clean. And that's what all of us shareholders want. It's true. And I think that maybe Elon knows a little bit more than we do. Big surprise. He's the CEO of the company um, that maybe their cobalt supply isn't tainted with child labor and look, if she, so she, look she brought up a good point which is you know because this is a mineral that you can't really trace where it came from it is easy to intermingle mm -hmm. that is the one point that i think she may have a, a case about which mm -hmm. is your your mine itself might be run properly but if you're also accepting little shipments off mm -hmm. the side those might be from bad mines and so hopefully this will you know make sure that there is none of that going on and i do think that it is the stronger tack to take i can totally see why shareholders aren't going to be for it. Um, there's really no reason for a shareholder to be for it um, outside of like some much bigger thing. But as a shareholder in a company, you probably wouldn't want that. Well, and also by Elon saying that he'll be in charge of it, now he's not being forced to do it from the language of the shareholder meeting. He can come forward with his proposal because look, they were going to choose some third party uh, auditors. And this way, you know, Elon may not use all third party auditors. He might use his own technology. Like, I mean, I think putting webcams is a really smart way of doing it. I mean, he did say third party specifically yeah. when he said that. So, yeah, no, I mean, but, I'm sure that'll but be part of it. This means that he gets to kind of pick right. the third party. Right. Um, and I don't know, maybe that helps because to me, nothing would be worse than getting back a report that's like, maybe. Right. <laughs> which look, it seems look, like this goes the way I hope it does, which is that they show that they have a clean supply chain. Then this is going to really put Tesla head and shoulders above their competition because they're going to be able to say, hey, yeah, we do use some cobalt, but it's clean. That would shut up a lot of arguments online. All right, let's move on to point number three. YouTuber Meet Kevin brought up advertising again to Elon. Man, this has been an ongoing thing since Tesla started. Right? I mean, Tesla doesn't advertise. And for a long time, Elon said it was because they were severely supply limited and it wouldn't make any sense to pay money to increase demand when you can't meet that demand. But I really like the way Kevin put it. He said, why not advertise these things that you've told us here? I feel like nobody else knows about this. And I mean, 
we've felt this way for years. I mean, that's why we do the show. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's not necessarily that I wanted Tesla to advertise for years, but I've been sick of just like the average Joes on the street having not the first clue of anything to do with Tesla. You'd ask them about Tesla and they'd be like, I don't know, isn't it like a, a $90,000 car for rich people? And, and uh, don't you have to like charge it up for 12 hours on a road trip and uh, you can't drive it that far? And like all all this stuff, which is just not true. Isn't it an Italian company? <laughs> and look, media has had less than an incentive to cover Tesla positively. And that's because a healthy part of their budget comes straight from other car companies in the form of advertising dollars. Yeah. In 2021, GM spent $2.7 billion on advertising. Yeah, Ford spent $1.9 billion. Stellantis spent $1.7 billion. I right. mean, look at this chart. It's an insane amount of money. So, I mean, are you going to bite the hand that feeds and be like, uh, Tesla's awesome. Let me tell you all about it when GM is giving you all this money? No, you're not. And on top of that, oil companies spent $1.3 billion on advertising between 2008 and 2018 to lobby on climate change policy. Yeah, that's not to advertise about how good their oil is for your car. That's just their climate change policy stuff. And this has almost certainly led to a lot of misinformation and FUD over the years that honestly makes owning a Tesla or being a Tesla fan kind of suck because you just keep running into people who are just like, uh, you're dumb for liking Tesla because I heard this one thing that they explode and uh, I think that's stupid and you're dumb. And it's like, do I want to sit here and like educate this person for the nine billionth time? Right. Or do I just want to go on with my life? And I feel like everyone really liked this idea. Yeah, well, and Elon really listened. I, I, I think I, I hear your, your uh, sort of larger point, which is that um, there are um, amazing features and functionality about Teslas that people just don't know about. And, and, and although there's, there's obviously a lot of people that uh, follow, like say the Tesla account and, and, and the, uh, uh, you know, my account, whatever, on, on Twitter, um, uh, to some degree it is preaching to the choir. And the choir is already convinced. You know what, I, I believe in taking, taking suggestions, so um, we'll, we'll try a little advertising and see how it goes. And there was a big applause. I mean, again, I think this goes back to not having to be an educator for most people. Most people, they don't want to have to tell you every last thing about something. They want you to just kind of be enthusiastic about it and not be so negative on it. And here's where I think there's a value to people in a room. Remember that, everyone? People in a room. Because when you're on Twitter or other social media and people give you thumbs up and likes and stuff, that's great. But it's not the same as when Elon heard this. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, I, was, I, wasn't I wasn't expecting that level of enthusiasm. <laughs> but uh, okay, it's, it sounds like our shareholders, if I read between the lines... <laughs> Subtle as it is, I was saying we should probably do some advertising. Okay, very well. <laughs> All right. And that's how he reacted, which mm -hmm. was, oh, wow, he really got it. And that's you can't get that without being in a room full of people who are telling you what they want. And I know that the argument about Tesla advertising for the longest time made sense, right? It completely made sense. Why would you advertise? They can't make enough cars. Right. They're getting to the point where they can make enough cars. Right. And the wider world has been so skewed against Tesla. 
I don't know. Are we going to start to run into these people who now need to start buying the cars if they're going to continue making cars and they're not going to want to buy them? No, it's a good point. I think Elon thought and we all thought by now that, that, you know, we would have all kind of educated the next group. But I think that the you know media has done a great job of fudding everyone to death. Mm -hmm. And so there's a large group of people, the majority of people on Earth who don't know the things that we know. And look, I kind of agree with Meet Kevin and I agree with Elon now. I think it's a good idea for Tesla to advertise if they do it right. What do you mean by that? So, you know how regular car companies advertise like, look at me driving my really cool car. Oh, and it's just like, you'll never feel more alive. Come on down to the, to the something something sales event. Right. Zero percent financing for three months. That's not what I want Tesla to do. I want them to do what you're talking about, which is the education part. Look, everyone knows that Tesla's a sexy car. You just have to look at it. I want them to educate on the parts that most people are misunderstanding now. If they do that right, I think that the advertising would be well worth it. Because, I mean, there is a difference between advertising that's just like, do you want to feel something in your life? Um, and like, I don't know, Billy Mays doing like an OxyClean commercial or, um, you know, Flex Seal. And you're just I, going, you're going like, oh, this will do something. I know you're going to think I'm weird here, <laughs> but I agree. I think it should be like an OxyClean commercial, which was basically it showed you this product that unless someone demonstrated it to you, you didn't really know what it did. I'm not saying you liked that product or wanted to buy it, but until, it's a great product. But until you understand like what Flex Seal is mm -hmm. and look, a lot of people have bought Flex Seal because they saw, oh, man, it's rubber. In a this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Can like <laughs> if that's what you want. So here is where I think Tesla should do the same thing. Now, should they use, you know, Billy Mays style? Probably not. But like <laughs> I think you should be showing how the car works. Certain aspects, certain pain points that I think right. uh, people just have no clue about yeah. when it comes to supercharging, autopilot, you know, even some of the full self-driving features, all of the stuff, or like even just price. Well, and, you know, a lot of stuff they've already made, a lot of the videos that mm. they've already made, you could just probably repackage them. You just need a cool voice. So I would recommend Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> and I would put this onto places that people are actually going to see it. So maybe you do have to pay to put it on to Twitter. And here's the thing. Elon is the CEO of Twitter now. And I think that that's a huge reason why he knows that he can advertise now. Yeah. First of all, he's forced to learn about advertising because mm -hmm. he is now the CEO of Twitter. So mm -hmm. he's learned all of the important parts of advertising. And now he has a perfect platform to start advertising on. Well, and I just want to say, hand me the EV jack again. Kay. Like. If we don't advertise this, if we don't tell people how cool this product is and explain, and how, explain it works. how it works, mm -hmm. you would never hear about it and you might get stuck in your car. So it's I mean, advertising has a value. And that's where I think Elon up until now has been right. Hey, we don't need to. Mm -hmm. We've got a huge demand, but he has been playing around the prices a lot lately. Mm -hmm. Maybe you wouldn't have to play around the prices so much if there was a, just a huge, huge backlog demand. Well, and also so many people have been you know complaining about you know how much flack they get for owning a tesla right and you know i know that some of it is because like elon's crazy on twitter but another part of it is just that like 
Most people have no clue what a Tesla is. All they see it as is a status symbol, which like for some people is a huge positive. It's like, well, it's a status symbol. But for other people, it's like, I just wanted a car, man. I didn't want a whole bunch of baggage to come with it. I just wanted a car that has the same total cost of ownership as a Toyota, you know, Camry and is good for the environment. I mean, if I were Tesla, I would just start with safety. Mm -hmm. I would just put out ads that talk about it being the number one safest car in America. All right. So let's move on to number four. Here's what Elon said. So, and you know, people always want to know what our next product is. Um, But this is not the time to... (laughs) We obviously need to have a, you know, a proper dedicated product launch. If I were to guess, I would say of these these two new products, just these two new products alone, I would say there's... We will probably make... Obviously, this is just, you know, Elon's guess. Um, so, you know, don't sue me. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I, you know, Elon's guess is that, um, I, that that will probably make in excess of 5 million units a year of these two model, models combined. So. Now, before we get to the second product that he was referring to... Optimus! Okay, before we talk about that, I want to talk about this image. Hmm, what could that be? Maybe the Model 2? <laughs> Maybe a... Robo-taxi. A, the Robo-taxi? Yeah. Um, so this is the first, aside from like a a sheet, <laughs> this is the first like actual glimpse that we've gotten of this car. And I think it's pretty safe to say that this is going to be the Robo-taxi vehicle. Oh, yeah. I mean, why would you make a Model 2 if it's not also going to be the the robo-taxi? Right. And Elon didn't talk much about it during the presentation. But later on, during the Q&A, Elon got a question about this. And I think most people had kind of checked out by the time that this got asked. But Elon's answer was amazing. Check it out. What is going to be the margin for Tesla then? Because you're obviously thinking you're going to sell much more FSD then, right? You may have a system in place of robotaxis. You may have a cut with fleets. So did you do any projections what the automotive peak margin for Tesla could be in two years, five years, and the same for energy? Well, I mean, this is definitely, we're in sort of highly speculative territory here. Um, but, but, but obviously, if, if you've got a, a car that costs the same and, and has, say, I don't know, a 20 or 25% margin, and, and suddenly is able to be used five times as much, then, then you might have 80% margins, and the revenue would increase several fold. That's why I say it's, the, it's probably going to be the biggest asset value uh, step change in the history of Earth. Uh, And I think he's sandbagging. (laughs) He said a five-fold increase in usage. And I just want you to think about the average car. It sits there for, you know, 95% of the day unused. Just parked. Just parked. So there's a 20x potential there to get used more, right? But he said a five times increase. Right. So to me, he's way underutilizing the car. I think he's being very conservative, which is great to be. But I think there's way more than five hours of car usage that's going to take place with the robo taxi. Let's just say he's off by a factor of two. Let's say it's get used. It gets used ten hours a day. So that's still half of times the utilization. Right, and that would still be less than half the day. So I think. Uh, 
while I think it sounds great, uh, 80% margins and, you know, 5x fold in revenue, I think it's actually going to be more. <laughs> That's really exciting. Um, and now let's get to Tesla. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, so Elon showed us this clip. Let's check it out. As full self-driving gets uh, closer and closer to generalized real world AI, that same uh, software is transferable to uh, a humanoid robot. Um, just like, um, you, know, uh, we, you know, humans can obviously walk around with their arms and legs, uh, but, but we can drive a car, fly a plane, uh, steer a boat, uh, ride a horse. Um, if you have a generalized understanding, or, or if you have generalized real-world AI, which is what we are developing for full self-driving, um, it can be transferred to basically anything. Um, and um, so, so Optimus will use the same uh, FSE computer as, as the car. Um, and um, the, the Optimus stuff is, is um, I think, somewhat, not somewhat, extremely underrated. People, people, the, the, because they, people just cannot comprehend the, 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 the consequences. Now, obviously, we need to make sure that we don't have a Terminator scenario. That's very important. Uh, it's all fun and games until Terminator shows up. Um, but uh, if you say, like, if you have had a, a generalized um, humanoid robot, uh, what would be the effective ratio of humanoid robots to humans? Because I think basically everyone would want one. And, and maybe people would want more than one, which means the actual demand for, for something like Optimus, if it really works, um, which it will, uh, is, uh, I, I don't know, I mean, 10 billion units? It's, it's, it's some crazy number. Um, it might be 20 billion units. If the ratio is, say, two to one on people, you know, humanoid robots versus people, it, it might actually be, it, it's, not, it's some very big number is what I'm saying. Um, and a number vastly in excess of the number of cars. Um, so my prediction is that uh, Tesla's long-term value uh, will be, a majority of the long-term value will be Optimus. Um, and, and that prediction I'm very confident of. So anyway. I just want you to remember that a little while ago, Tesla didn't even have anybody working on robots. This is so brand new. And this footage was just from a few days ago. Um, and if we think about this, Elon has told us in the past that energy will be bigger than the car part of Tesla. And by energy, you mean energy storage. So yep, and, and generation. Yep. So, so Megapack, solar, Gigapack, Powerwall, Powerwalls, that kind of thing. That, right. That's their energy division. He thinks that that's going to be bigger than their car component. And now he's saying that Optimus will be bigger than that. And yet everyone still thinks of Tesla as a car company. All the analysts who follow it are all, are all car analysts. Right. And I mean, I do want to just look at some. It, this is such a teaser, just such a little glimpse at what they're working on. Um, but they're working on it. 
Yeah, and it's, I mean, basically said this is the two next products. It, he didn't say Optimus is someday, 20 years from now. He said it's there's going to be a RoboTaxi and there's going to be Optimus. He didn't come right out and say that, but that's what he said. And I think that a lot of people think they, they see these robots just kind of walking around really slowly and they're like, that's nothing compared to like Boston Dynamics. They're doing backflips. They're dancing. Uh, they're they're picking up boxes. Um, I urge you to watch the latest interview with Lex Friedman um, with Robert Plater who's the CEO of Boston Dynamics. Great conversation. But what Robert Plater said was that basically Boston Dynamics is working on robots to move boxes around. That's a big market for them. Amazon and all these companies need boxes moved around. That's what they're doing. He doesn't really want to work on a hand and he also doesn't want to work on artificial general intelligence. Any of that stuff they're doing, for the most part, they're subbing that out. So to me, he just left the space wide open mm -hmm. for Tesla to come in and make an AGI robot. Now, Elon did joke there about you don't want it to be a Terminator robot, and I sure. hope they accomplish that because I don't want that either. But, um, yeah, it's easy to look at this robot and go, like, I don't want one of those. But as soon as they can do some very basic tasks, mowing your lawn, maybe doing some dinner, cooking. Even um, just doing, like, dishes and not, you right. know, like what a dishwasher could do, but, like, you know, pots and pans. Right. And then kind of cleaning your house or just you're digging gonna, a trench in your backyard. There you go. You're going to want one. Painting your house. And then as each robot gets to know how to do a new skill, the whole fleet will know it. So it's like if every uh, over-the-air update, it's like, now it can do your taxes. Change your tires. Right. It can uh, all sorts of things that you don't want to do and you right. normally have to either pay somebody to do or you have to just kind of go out there and do it um, could now be accomplished by a robot that maybe either lives at your house or that you rent. And did you catch the numbers? He said, we're going to make five million of both. So he's not talking about making a small batch mm -hmm. of 100 or 200. He's going to make a lot of robo taxis and a lot of Tesla bots. And you might be saying, well, I don't know if I want one of these in my house. That's fine. You don't have to have one in your house. Uh, they're going to put them in the factories and put them to work in the factories exactly. before anyone gets to take one home. Exactly. Uh, and do you know what that does to Tesla's margins on yep. their cars? Do you know what that does? When he's already talking about an increase of, in margins, an increase yep. in revenue of five times. And look, we've talked about this before. You can go back and watch some of our other videos about Tesla bot in particular, because it's a lot less stuff than a car. Mm -hmm. So it's going to do a lot of utility for you. It has a lot of value and yet it's a lot lighter. So there's less materials in it. It's going to have a huge margin. Oh, my God. I am not a financial advisor. So do not take my advice alone when it comes to whether you want to invest in Tesla or not, but I am so bullish after seeing this. Elon was so pumped. He was so excited. He had so much energy for what's coming in the future. He even just started off the meeting that way. So I don't know. I I say this a lot. I've never been more bullish on Tesla than I am today. Yeah. And uh, no surprise as to why. Um, now, there was a little bit of discussion about Cybertruck. We're not going to get into that here because we really have heard the same thing over and over again. It's coming. It's coming the end of this year. Yeah. Um, that there will be Cybertrucks on the road. That's going to be its own huge um, ripple yeah. through the uh, cultural uh, zeitgeist. No, what an amazing thing that they don't even need to rely on that. Most companies will be focusing just on their next product launch, and he's so far beyond that. Yeah. Overall, I thought this was an amazing shareholder meeting um i'm so glad to have jb back on the team yeah. and uh i am yeah like you said more bullish than ever on tesla yeah thank you so much for joining us everybody we'll see you guys next week now you know this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.